heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Welcome aboard, my fellow Americans. Malcolm at eight. It's the voice of a nation here. Man, I'll tell you what. You know, Chuck Grassley, you know, he's he's an elder statesman now. He's not a young guy, to be sure. But, you know, he's one of those voices, number one, that's recognizable. As soon as you hear it, you know that's Chuck Grassley. I like that, you know. He's also a statesman that puts it out there in real terms. I mean, I I always had that sense about Chuck Grassley. He's he's just something about him. He's uh, he's a patriot. You know that about the man. But he's a he's a he's a senior um, statesman of our nation. And uh, say what you want, but uh, he speaks with passion, with uh, authenticity, and with authority. And he did all of that in this speech, friends. He said a lot of things. Uh, the big news here is the fact of that he opened up his Pandora's box on the the the, the Biden cabal. The, the, there's a lot of names for this Biden cabal, the Biden regime, the Biden mafia, Biden, the, the Manchurian candidate. There's so many names for this administration, you know. But he opened up the Pandora's box on this in a way that you haven't seen yet. You know, all of these claims that this man has been saying, I don't know what my son was doing. Yeah, he was flying on Air Force Two all over the world. I mean, I mean, we'd have to all be complete morons to think that we wouldn't know that what he was up to. I mean, did anybody even believe that? Nobody believed that. You would always know what your kid is doing when you're going with foreign dignitaries and you're on the plane, your plane. I mean, of course you would know. I mean, who... Who would believe that statement? Nobody believed it. It's garbage. But he kept saying that. That's what he. That was his line of defense. I don't know nothing about what my son's doing. I'm nothing to do with his foreign affairs. I'm nothing to do with his business. I never spoke to any of them. Then we see him playing golf out there, and you know, uh, Chinese checkers, of course, naturally, right? I mean, you know, that's that's a regular thing for these people. That's what he does. And that lie, lie, lie. You know. He's such a profusive liar. Somebody, you get to a point in your life when you're like a Joe Biden, you lie so much that you don't even know. I don't think he knows when he's telling the truth anymore. And and he certainly doesn't know now because of his, um, uh, sadly, sadly, his mental uh, capacity, you know, uh, unfortunately. I don't wish that on anybody to be sure. But uh, he surely, he, he wouldn't even know when he was telling the truth or lying. That's what happens with liars. Uh, they, they lie so much, they no longer know the truth and the lie. You know, the lines blur, you know what I mean? And they actually start to believe the lies. And that's how you convince yourself. And that's kind of where Joe Biden is, you know. Uh, so the the what was revealed now is there are 17 recordings to get to that point. 17 recordings. And guess what, my fellow Americans? 15 of them are phone calls uh, between this foreign national, this undisclosed person here, all documented to be true now. They use the words alleged, of course, unless it's President Trump, of course, then he's guilty as hell, naturally, right? And uh, so, you know, 15 audio recorders of, of uh, the these people and um, Hunter Biden, you know, 
what a reputation this guy's got, you know. I see him the other day. Oh, my my son's such a beautiful person. I love him. He's a saint. I mean, you look at all these photographs. I mean, good golly, Miss Molly. I mean, who would want a kid like this? It's your worst nightmare. I mean, that's nothing nothing to be proud of there. I'm sorry, people. Call it as we see it, right? But there were two audio recordings of phone calls between him, this foreign national, and guess who? The big guy. Yeah, the, the Manchurian guy. Yeah, that's the guy. So basically, this, this says an awful lot, friends. This says an awful lot. The evidence is clearly there now. It's This is why. And this comes back to that document that the FBI has play, been playing ping pong with. And it's an unclassified document, uh, the 1023. It's very routine. Uh, it should be sent out. Uh, they're nothing private. It's unclassified. It's just whatever. And yet, uh, Christopher Ray, the FBI, the Department of Justice has been playing games with it, making them come over and see it like it was a classified document, which is not classified. And so there's some very interesting things that, that uh, Senator uh, Chuck Grassley released on there. So I want you to hear from the senator right now. Allow me to play uh, just a couple of minutes. But let's listen to the senator now and see what he said on the Senate. This is a good piece of what he said, the most important part. Here you go here. Let me assist for the purposes of more transparency on this subject. The 1023 produced to the House Committee's redacted reference that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. Seventeen such recordings. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got into a tight spot. The 1023 also indicates that then Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in Burma, employing Hunter Biden. Based on the facts known to the Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department, the FBI, haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family. Special Counsel Jack Smith has used a recording against former President Trump. Well, what is U.S. Attorney Weiss doing with respect to these alleged Joe and Hunter Biden recordings that are apparently relevant to the high-stakes bribery scheme? The senator, as you can hear, he, he was just really he's alluding to the fact that the two tiered justice system we have in our country uh, when he talks about the fact that uh, everything is used against, uh, you know, Trump, but nothing is used against Biden. And there's clearly been a pattern of this all the way through. Uh, it's just it's the way they played this thing. It's not just about the current moment, in other words. But here's what's ironic about this, people. Here's what should not be lost on any of us. The same singular day that we're talking right here today, that uh, number 45, a former president of the United States, is being indicted by the federal government, the government of which he led and served, you see. 
and now he's being indicted, um, uh, you know, for classified documents. And yet, historically, everybody has this problem of classified documents. I mean, if we're going to fix this problem, we need some hard, fast rules on how to fix it. But it's not just the presidents and the vice presidents in the case of even Joe Biden and many others, by the way. They're not the only ones. This has been going on since the uh, origins of our country. But it's also the sen senators and the, the Congress people. They all the same thing as well. So there's a lot of this stuff happening. And, you know, the other thing that we all should be concerned with the national security is that, you know, as we're playing loose and uh, lo loosey goosey with all these national security documents and stuff. Can you imagine the way China and Russia and they've got all of their uh, teams and their folks in our country? You know, darn well, they're snooping all over this stuff. And clearly, if these things are out in the light of day, uh, they have access to this information, just as they had access to Hillary Clinton's information. So none of this stuff. Is, so the, the point being here is that Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever, there needs to be some rule, new rules of engagement with classified information that's coming out of Washington, D.C. for everybody, because we're just throwing our laundry out there and our dirty laundry out for our adversaries and our enemies to come back against us. What's wrong with that picture, people? It's dumb. You know, this is where leadership needs to kick in and something needs to be done about this. We're seeing a pattern now of this. It's been going on for a long time. It's not a new event. You're only hearing more and more of it now because it's the get Trump scheme again. It's the same. You see, the Trump thing is just, it's like watching those I Love Lucy uh, episodes, you know, the recalls. They just keep playing the same one again and again and again and again. And that's what it is with get Trump, get Trump, get Trump, get Trump, get Trump, get Trump. Just like the, it's the I Love Lucy. The, they just keep playing the same same old record. Ba -ba -ba. It never stops, never stops. Just another version of get Trump, the days of our lives, another soap opera from D.C., there's a whole lot of reasons why, people. But the country can see it now, clearly. The country can see it, and it, and it's, it, it should not be lost on any of us how these things have intersected, how they've intersected at this moment of time in our country. I think everybody's eyes should be wide open and be paying attention to what's transpiring right now because there's a lot more that's going to hit the floor here just shortly. This, this thing is just boiling up. This thing is hap just happening. We're... we're we're at an unbelievable moment. These next couple of years reaching now between now and 2024 is going to be something we've never seen ever in our lifetimes. I mean, we're all, we're all really, I mean, the, the stage is set. We're all really ready for whatever's going to happen, but we got to be ready. But the, the stage is set. It is set. And it really depends upon what the American people are going to do about it. And if they're going to now take matters into their own hands and secure their constitutional republic once and for all, that could mean a whole lot of things, people. That could mean maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, 20 million of us uh, begin to get on the uh, roads and block the roads and begin to demand, get on the uh, steps and demand change. Civil, civil, again, civility, civility. There's a way to do it, to get their attention, you know. That this is we the people own the place. These people work for us. We do not work for them. You see, and this is what happens when you're, you know, it's what happens when your employees screw up. You have to go after them and you have to reprimand them. That's what has to happen now. Is the American people need to reprimand our employees? You see how that works? That means we got to call them into the office, kids. 
and they need to be reprimanded, all of them. Yeah. Nobody really looks at it that way, but it is the way we need to look at it. So he says, as the public knows, 1023 involves an alleged bribery scheme between uh, then President, uh, Vice President uh, Biden, Hunter Biden and the foreign national. And, uh, you know, can you imagine how many of these people around the world, How I, I thought of that as well, how many of these foreign nationals, you know, how many of these sort of um, uh, players these oh, that are kind of oh, opaque, uh, they're sort of, uh, they're, they're part of this scheme or this game. They all, they know what's going on. You know how many people must know what's happening here, but it's not out in the light of day. Call it whatever you want. It's kind of a whistleblower thing, but you wonder how many more of those might come out of the woodwork and see how bad or how corrupt this is. And some of them probably don't want to put their foot into it because you're really stepping into something that is going to change your life. And, and very and could be in very um, unsettling ways, probably be the word I'd use, unsettling ways. Just like if you just like if you did something against the mafia family, it could be very unsettling, even though you knew it was the right thing to do. Do you want to put yourself at risk to do that? And I wonder if that's how some of them wonder or think. I, I'm not saying, well, or, or am I saying? I, I don't know. The government's the mafia, is it? Is that what we're saying here? <laughs> But it is sort of the same thing, don't you think? I think it is. So this is all the same day the FBI provided. This all happened, by the way. May 3rd uh, was, uh, that's the same day the FBI provided a redacted version of the 1023 to the House Oversight Committee. It's the same day that these allegations there, that Chairman Comer and Grassley made public, May 3rd, that all this blow up that the Justice Department announced Think about the irony of that. The former President Trump had been indicted. The, I mean, the same, the, the shoe, in other words, the shoe dropped in the next room almost simultaneously. Isn't that, again, how much how much irony here do you think there is with this kind of stuff, you know? In other words, they're, they're trying to slam their political component, uh, opponent here. They're trying to slam him and get him, get him out of the way. They've been trying to do that very long, but now they realize that if he gets back in there, you see, here, here's their problem. You see what you, you already know what the problem is. If he gets anywhere near the White House right now, they, they know that we're in a we're in a different mode because see, he's already learned the first time around a lot of lessons. He already knows that you have to play the game a certain way. He already knows how loose and goosey the Justice Department is. And all of these confidants you have around you with all the leaks and all that that happened in these government agencies. He already knows all that. So he's that much more lethal coming into a 2.0, you understand? And so that's going to, you know, they, they know that, they know the game is over at that point. They know that you, because he, a guy like this is going to come and he's going to start tipping things upside down backwards. That's darn well what I do, people. I tip it all upside down backwards and throw it out in the light of day right on Main Street, USA. Absolutely. Let people chew on that. You know, and that's start to fix the problem. You also have to have answers on how to fix the problem. And, you know, quite frankly, there are people who need to go away for a long time in this country. I gave that list to you just the other day here. Right. I told you there was a long, long list of people that have gotten away, innocent, innocent, but they're all guilty. But there's been nobody's been a, a, accused or uh, a, a charged with a crime of any sorts. And the list is long and tedious. And we, a lot of us, a lot of Americans have lost hope. We've lost trust in the system. This wasn't about, you remember Lois Lerner and the IRS, the talking of conservative Republicans, patriots? I mean, there's a track record of this stuff, people. 
It's been happening for a long, long time. It's just gotten more out in the light of day now. And it's so egregious, it's in your face. And it's become very apparent. So how much coincidence do you think there is here? Right? And all this is happening. And Attorney General Merrick Garland signing off on the prosecution, knowing all this. Now, just think how corrupt Merrick Garland is at this point. You know, this could have been a Supreme Court justice. Huh. This is where he was headed. And they were ripping this that he didn't get that seat at the end of that administration. It really ticked. But imagine him as a Supreme Court justice, as corrupt as he is. Because imagine how much he knows. We only know. It's like Grassley says this thing, you know, he, in fact, the last statement he says, by the way, is I'll, I, listen to these words. Let's listen to this. I want everyone to remember that I have read the unredacted version. That that was his final words to what he, in other words, as bad as it is, as egregious as this information is, with what we know, even with this, this was the unredacted version that they couldn't redact. Imagine how much more there is that's redacted is what the senator is saying. You see? That's pretty alarming, isn't it? It's pretty alarming indeed. He also says it's also important for certain constitutional congressional oversight powers against an out-of-control executive branch drunk with political infection. Remember, Congress has received 1023s in the past, and they've been made public. So asking for this 1023 to be turned over to the American people to read is not unusual at all, the senator said, you know. Um, and this is what I mean by a statesman that Senator Grassley is. He says this senator will do all that he can to fight that political infection. And you fight by bringing transparency to what the government does. The public's business ought to be public. Transparency brings accountability. My fellow Americans, I love those statements right there. I love what the senator has exposed here. The senator, I mean, my, I, I knew he was a good man, but my, uh, my sense and ability of who Senator Chuck Grassley is and the courage that he shows to bring this to the floor, I think remind me there are some really good people out there still. I mean, he didn't do this for any self-grandizing moment. Uh, there, there's no reason why you would put yourself in the crosshairs like that. But he did it because it's a, it's, a, it's a call of his country. You see, it's a call of his country. And that's what it is, people. That's what we're all dealing with right now. What's more important than Democrats and more important than Republicans? More important than, uh, than Joe Biden? More important than Donald Trump? What's more important than all of this, people, is the United States of America. This amazing gift, God's gift, to humanity, to humankind, to mankind. That's the stakes. That's the risk here. That's really should, that's the most important point of that. That's the real driving mechanism for me. And I, I, I hope and pray that it is for you as well. It should be for everybody. That's the most important thing here. There's no one person. There's no one person. There's no one group. There's no one political party. That is more important than our liberty and justice, our salvation as a nation, than this, than this Judeo-Christian nation. There's nothing more important coming up on our 250th. Please hear me. Yeah, please hear me. 
red, white, and blue, right? We bleed red, white, and blue. This is, I mean, patriotism at its best, at its finest. It's what America Out Loud is. It's who I am. It's what I stand for. One nation under God. Divisible liberty and justice for all. You know, we were born for such a moment as this. This is why we were born, people. We're here now. God put this fight right here. He didn't do it in the other generations. They dealt with other things in World War I and World War II. They saved the world. They've done it before. But now this is our fight here, you see. And it's been put in our laps. It's been put. I mean, this it can't be accidental. None of this is coincidental. I don't believe anything is. This is all very intentional. And it's good men coming to the fight of their country. That's what we're dealing with right now. And, and, and I'm not talking about the ugliness of mankind or a war. Or I'm not talking about that, people. I'm talking about something much higher in order here. Much, much higher in order. If we don't have our country at this point, what do we have? What do we have? What's left? What's left beyond that? Yeah, if America goes away, and if we can't save this moment and get past this threshold of 250 years, we, we lose. We lose. So we fight onward here. We fight onward. We fight for that battle of good and evil. We fight with our hearts, uh, uh, the intention of our heart and our soul in the fight. And we expose them. And we don't do it to look over our shoulders or be smug or sarcastic or how many likes or followers we got. Who cares about that crap? Doesn't matter. What matters is this moment. What matters is your nation. That's what matters, people, right now. And that's what Chuck Grassley is defined with his historical speech on the Senate floor and this moment. Americans are in the crosshairs of Marxism and communism, evil, Satan. Americans are in the crosshairs of the most vile, disgusting thing known to mankind. We're in the crosshairs of all of that right now. And so this is the time that people will need to stand and be counted and bring the fight forward. And keeping it all real, and that means not putting this on any one man or any one group or any political party, but to do what's right for the country. That's what needs to happen. God Almighty. That's what matters. It's all that matters, people. It's all that matters. This moment, you know, I don't care about the rest of it. It doesn't matter. I care about God and country. God, country, family. That's the deal right there. God, country, family. Right? That's what matters. And right now, they've pulled God out of the country, but we're not going to take that. And they're dismantling the country. And then they're coming after our families. You see? That's what happens next. And then what I say to you all the time over the years, you'll hear those boots coming down the boulevard in your neighborhood. And then you know we're done. And look at where we're at right now and the point of how much damage has happened. It's just a short period of time. Just a short period of time. Hard to think back to those. Uh, I was telling you yesterday, remember the peaceful days of the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, huh. Huh, right? We, we're far removed from all those days. We're in, a, we're in a desperate situation, really. 
But it doesn't have to be so desperate. It doesn't have to be so desperate. If we know that we have our heart and soul in the fight and we're carrying out God's mission for this nation and what we stand for, then it doesn't have to be desperate. And it doesn't have to be with, uh, with, with um, it doesn't necessarily have to be with war either. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. It really doesn't. We, it's, it's not about another revolutionary war. And it's, there surely doesn't need to be a civil war. I mean, if anything, this is us and going after the big government. It's more of a revolutionary moment than a civil one. But still, but still, I think if the vast majority of America, Americans, you know, and I say there's 200 bright, there's 200 million bright people in our nation of 330. Again, there's a few people that have checked out. And there's a few people that have Marxism has taken over, tr truthfully, truthful, you know. But you have a couple of hundred million people who who get it. Their light bulbs are bright and lit, and they know what's at stake here, give or take. And if we can get most of those 200 million to get out into the streets and get out and demand justice, you know, no, I'm not talking about bringing your weapons with you, that sort of thing. That's not at all what I'm talking about. Keep them close by at the house, though. <laughs> and demand answers at that point. Demand transparency and demand the rule of law to be taken over, we the people. And push evil back. That's what we're looking at now. That's kind of where we're at now when you see how bad all of this is. And the fact that we have a president now that is sold out to foreign adversaries and enemies. Why do you think people in administration and a president in your wildest dreams or thoughts, in your worst nightmare that you woke up and found a United States president would leave all those billions of dollars, 85 billion was the number, I, I believe, is around there somewhere, of that equipment in the deserts of Afghanistan right near China. Why? Who in their right mind would do that? Who? Who? Can you, can you think of anybody? We don't have... We don't have a president in historically that would be that bad or that screwed up. Even even the ones that were a little messed up wouldn't have done that. It's unthinkable that a United States president, it's unthinkable that any American patriotic person would do such a thing. But a United States president would leave all of that treasure right there. And they didn't have to do it. There was no reason in the world to do that. None. This was on our watch. This was our time. This was our, this was our deal. We called the shots there. Wasn't anybody else, but they made a conscious decision to leave. We, we haven't suffered the wrath of that yet. We haven't suffered the wrath of that at all, but that's all being reinvented and re they got all that equipment. They re they re-engineer it is what they do. That's what they do. So our secrets are all out there now. I got news for you. And plus, Everything else they've been stealing from the country. But think about that. Just as a point of context right there. Just one point of context. There's so many points of context. But there's just one right there. You have to scratch your head and say, well, why does a president do that? Why? What? Who would do that? For what reason? There is no reason. There's not a singular, singular syllable of a reason that you would do that. Not one. You see, that makes sense. That tells you right there. He's, he's, uh, he's controlled. He's controlled. The administration's controlled. And a lot of that is the, the regiments from the Barack Obama administration 
who put more jihadis in the federal government than the history of our nation. I got people on the program who could talk about that point, I am sure. A jihadi expert and what have you, but uh, they put put more um, more uh, bad cats. I'll keep it real simple for you. <laughs> uh, in positions of power uh, throughout the federal government, in the government agencies and bureaucracies, all that took place, friends. We'll take a pause a moment here, friends. We'll join you just on the other side here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rex nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. America Outloud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. It's a historical day, uh, friends, as we cover it here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. Welcome into the broadcast. Thank you for being on the mission. Uh, please uh, bring your friends along, tell others in your circles that uh, there is a network out there. There is a show that, uh, that, that puts the out loud truth out into the, to the public square and speak from their heart. 
Uh, please tell people that 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 is that is real. It's here. It exists. Somebody that's pushing back on uh, the, the legacy media and the lies and deceit out there, and you know that is in the square, obviously. Uh, that's everywhere. They're, just look at the untruths right now with this current situation of Biden and Trump. Talk about historical. They ran against each other last election, and now we have both or major news stories as they're trying to, you know, figure out their next course of events. I believe what's happening now is I think that the um, the, the the Marx, the communists, the, the Marxists, they're they're inside the house now. You understand? They they've been inside the house throughout the Obama and Biden years, and they're running this administration. That Biden's not running it. They're running it. So you have you have a you have a communist regime that's up there running DC is what's happening, the, the White House, basically. And uh and they're telling the Department of Justice what to do and what not to do, clearly, because uh they are controlling all of these actions. And they they lie when they come to the camera, but it's all just a smoke and mirrors game, is what they do. That's uh, what it all is, people. And uh and so now we we have this moment of friction. Uh, and so you see Senator Grassley, we let you listen to him up front of the broadcast here. Um, it is, uh, it's historical. I want to make a point right now, and I'm going to bring on Ilana Friedman a moment here to make a point, Ilana. The point I want listeners to know, and maybe you could uh, verify this or not for me, but as I remember following and studying the Obama years, I railed against the Obama years in a big, 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 big way. That's when I first got back into radio from my business days. And, uh, and I just knew it was a cancer that was uh, um, in our country with uh, because of his background and studying who Barack Obama was. But uh, throughout all of his years in office and his administration and the people he put around him, you see a lot of those same faces and their body language here now with Joe Biden, same cast of characters, really. But I remember studying back then all of the people that he put into government agencies, which is why Trump had an awful time uh, with all these leaks and all these problems trying to uh, with the government agencies. They were constantly selling out the executive office, which is supposed to work for the executive office, but they don't. Uh, they didn't. And they went against the agenda completely. And so what do you know about that? How how bad? I mean, what what's been documented or not documented from these, I, I say jihadis, but you know, you know what I'm speaking about here. These cast of characters, how bad is it, do you think? And how bad is our government, uh, our federal government gone, Ilana, in your, from your research and your investigations? Well, in my opinion, from my research and, and from, and I've been following this since the Obama years, uh, I, I believe that we are teetering on the edge of tyranny. And Obama laid the groundwork. Because, remember when he said, he wants to fundamentally change America. This is what he was talking about. He's a he's a student of Saul Alinsky, um, and and he is he is determined to turn America into um, a a socialist or communist society where people like him, who are the elite of the elite, very very wealthy. Uh, you know, he came into Washington with a net worth of about four hundred thousand dollars, and he's now worth about four hundred million, if I'm not mistaken. You're Barack Obama, you're speaking about, right? Barack Obama, yeah. And it was his, it was his dream to change America from a democracy um, into something like what we are approaching now, something more like Venezuela. 
yeah, uh, yeah. With, with the kangaroo court. It's and an interesting point you make about his dollars. I want people to, to settle into their minds a lot. It's a fabulous point you bring up. The fact that these cats get into office uh, with, uh, you know, a few bucks and they leave there wealthier than anything in their wildest imagination. All of them, Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein. I mean, the system was never designed for that. Our framers never, that was not the way this was designed. We're so far off course, just on the basic principle of what you put out there. Everybody listening to an earshot of this broadcast has to understand, Alana, we, this experiment is failing. The American experiment is failing. And I know a lot of people run around thinking, oh, this is the best thing since sliced bread in this country. You know, I just don't buy it, Ilana. This experiment is failing just on the premise of what you just put out there. You know that? Yeah, it is failing. But the 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 thing that we need to understand is that it's failing on purpose. This is not something which is uh, just happening because that's the way things evolved. This is happening because there are very, very wealthy people at the very top of whatever it is they're on top of, uh, and they are determined to turn the United States, which has been the the real leader of the free world, into their little fiefdom. Yeah. And and they uh, and it includes the United Nation. It includes you know the the um, the the. The, well, the world economic world economic forum yes yes the world economic forum and and world and health organization george, <laughs> george soros who actually is deeply involved in this oh he talked and, about that yesterday his son alex now got all the bucks and the dollars and uh, yeah. he says he's worse than his dad isn't that lovely huh that's yeah. wonderful to know and, and they just met with the biden administration by the way alex they just met with biden met with chucky e. schumer met with the whole group just just did it just did it they're just they're all good buddies and they all want yeah. the same thing they want the money and they want the power and they don't care about the rest of us. And the rest of us, they will dig under their heels as as much and as often as they need to in order to acquire what they yeah. want. Yeah. And it's All nothing right. to do with us. Stay right there. Let me bring on Dr. Stephen Latulip here a moment. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this two-tier justice system and this Burisma uh, blowout here, uh, Steve. And um, uh, which, um, all right, so based on the facts known to Congress and the public, uh, Senator Grassley, listen to this statement. This, this, is, this statement is profound here. He says, it's clear that the Justice Department and FBI will use every resource to investigate candidate Trump, President Trump, and former President Trump. That tells you the story right there, people. Based on the facts known to Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department and FBI haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family. God, I love that paragraph. Is that not the God's honest truth, Steve, or not? Absolutely, it is. Uh, there's no way we are going to see actual justice in America. All we're really seeing uh, with Trump being uh, prosecuted is the perpetuation of the lawlessness that has prevailed ever since Obama took office. And I mean prevailed uh, in earnest. Uh, I, I totally agree with Alana that we are on the edge of tyranny. And Amar uh, Obama's dream was definitely to turn America into a communist or banana republic. Um, that's where we are just about approaching now. Okay, so let's let's get into some weeds a moment, both of you. So, all right, so if it's fifteen out of seventeen recordings, okay, two are with the uh, former uh, the uh, vice president Joe Biden, and fifteen are with the son 
uh, who is, you know, who is not a, um, a, a star son, as Biden puts out or something. In fact, this is what's causing him all the grief right now is uh, leaving the laptop and all of the photographs and leading this evil, evil life. Look at those photographs. I've never seen anything like it in your life. Um, but, you know, you, you see all of that. Steve, talk about this point of the Burisma. And it, you're, you, I know you're writing, you've got a um, op-ed on it just coming out here on the platform here as we talk. But talk about that 15 and the two, 17 recordings here. How bad is this? I mean, how, I'm talking about for not just how you and I feel about it, but how bad is this? Do you think, uh, can they, um, I mean, are they capable of pushing this aside and ignoring this? Or is this really going to blow up in their faces is what I'm asking. Uh, it's a very tough question to answer because uh, what it should do is it should absolutely drive Biden out of his uh, current position as president of the United States. However, let's be honest, if that were to happen, would it make any difference? I think not. And I believe that he will not be prosecuted anyway. So it's really a moot point. I don't think, uh, you know, we have a puppet in the office right now. We still don't know fully who is running the show. There has to be someone calling the final shots, making the decisions, directing this comedy show. And uh, we have we have not found out who that is. But the bottom line is, no, I don't think that as bad as Burisma is with all the bribery that we knew from the beginning. I mean, ever since Joe Biden um, came out and told us that he was threatening the president of Ukraine, saying, get rid of the prosecutor or you're not going to get the one billion dollars. You know, that's. He admitted his guilt right there and nothing was done. Can you but now his imagine? voice is in the mix. Now his voice is in the mix, though. Yeah, well, uh, you know, just imagine if we flip this around and uh, President Trump had done anything close to this, anything at all, um, they would have hammered him. And they plan on doing that anyway, because they know that President Trump, if he is to reign again for another four years as president, he will take down the deep state. And I'm convinced uh, that yeah. that is why we are seeing unfold what's happening today. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing things happen now that reflect that statement you just made here. Uh, that That's it. Ilana, in, in your uh, being a um, uh, student of the political game that you see, I mean, this you have a political official, a vice president of the United States who's working with foreign nationals uh, and with all this money laundering back and forth uh, with uh, uh, China and Russia and Ukraine and countless. There's a bunch of countries, actually, more countries than that in there. And this kid's his son's flying around in the Air Force too, and they're they're hamming it up. They're getting wealthy, as you just stated a moment ago, as all these politicians do, wealthy or beyond wealthy. And he still had financial troubles after that. But when you buy all that crack cocaine and all that drugs, that becomes a very and prostitution, that becomes a very expensive lifestyle, to be sure, Ilana. Uh, that's where a lot of that money went. Uh, so how would they possibly be able to ignore this, Ilana? How could they even remotely ignore? the evidence that Chuck Grassley has just brought on the Senate. Well, how? No, they, they've been doing it for years. We, there has been proof after proof that, that the things they're accusing Trump of and have been accusing him of for about six or seven years, um, none of them was, was true. And there was proof that none of them was true. And yet here we are, he's being indicted again. 
and and they are just not stopping. And what makes me and other conservatives, I think, absolutely furious is the total disregard for what the liberals call equity between the way they treat Trump, who's been harassed without proof in a vendetta without end and without mercy for the same alleged crimes that we know Joe Biden has actually committed. And while Trump is threatened with treason and prison, Biden gets a complete pass. And this is what I think is in answer to your question. This is how they can get away with it because everything's already in the soup. You know, this is, they've set it up. And I think what, what has to happen is that the conservatives and Republicans have to get their act together and come on as a very vital force because they do represent considerably more than half the country. Yeah. So yeah. what we're talking about is yeah. is what Grassley is is saying, mm-hmm. what um, Kevin McCarthy has has sort of been saying. Um, he he seems to he seems certainly seemed to waffle when he had to negotiate with Biden, but before that he looked like he was getting his arms around it. And in the end, I think we have to absolutely put down because what this is is an insurrection on the part of the Democrats. Yeah. And then, you know, Christopher Ray is a prime example of uh, the games that he's playing. Uh, he, you know, this whole it's an unclassified document, Steve. It's totally unclassified. That means it's not protected by any other stuff that they are entitled to have it. It's as Senator uh, Grassley says, it's uh, it's the public. It's the it's the public's business. Uh, and that's the way he that's the way Grassley talks. And it's a proper way to talk. He gets what I said earlier when I say we the people. That's the thing about him. You know, when I interviewed him a couple months back, he I remember saying to him, the first words out of my mouth was, we the people. Uh, welcome to we the people. I don't know. It just came to me at that moment or something. He was taken back by it, actually, Stephen. He said, what a, what an interesting way to start this conversation. He said, with we the people, he said. And he got what that means. And I listened to him today on the Senate floor, and it's the same thing. He gets what we the people is. And he's saying back that, uh, you know, it, it, this is one of those moments it is the public's business. It is the public's business. But all right. So here's what I want to say. I think even if it's for the even if it's for the camera, Steve, when you talk about, well, it may not make any sense. Well, I, I would disagree with all of this. I think in order to create a tidal wave right now, I think the uh, the Republican Party should come together and start with impeachment proceedings on a whole bunch of people. I would start to tip it over. By, by, I would start to proceed and I, I would do something massive in size and scope. With Mayorkas, uh, Alexandra Mayorkas, with Christopher Ray, I'd come right after all of them. Uh, I would, I'd all if there's a substantial reason for these people in power, I'd start. Pers- wouldn't that send a notice to the American, regardless of what's going to happen after? I know everybody's got well, but it'll be Kamala. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about ch- changing the trajectory of the conversation in our nation. You really want to get attention. Isn't that a step to maybe do something is to start to ring the bell louder, Steve, don't you think? Yes, it is. Absolutely. And we are beginning to see some of that. We're seeing some stuff come out. But um, we I mean, we are always the underdog. We are always allowing ourselves to be placed in a defensive position. I mean, look at this. President Trump indicted 
and, and now he's going to be tried on 34 counts as charged. Now, what's the chance of him uh, being found guilty in at least several of those? And what are the consequences going to be? Because I'll tell you, what they really want is to see uh, our President Trump, the, the people's choice for president, to be imprisoned. And of course, we know that if that were to really happen, and if, as we suspect, that President Trump would not have the security uh, that he should be afforded, anything can happen in prison. And that is very concerning to me, because imagine what would happen if President Trump were to be assassinated. I mean, if that was the end game, and I'm sure that is what the left would love to see. They want to take out their chief opponent. Yeah. How yeah. will we respond? Well, I, I think at this moment, though, and I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I think the battle is, I, I don't think this is the battle. When we talk about this, it's, it's for me, it's less about President Trump uh, and more about our the point of where we're at in this country. I think he's just a piece of the story. But I think too many people, as you're doing right now, make it all about Trump. And I don't think it's all about Trump, Steve. But respectfully, I say that. I don't think it is. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, but I also see this as an opportunity for us to make a statement. And believe it or not, Malcolm, I, I really do agree with you. Um, in many ways, it's much bigger than that. The real issue is American sovereignty. But um, today, Jill Biden came out and said publicly, it is shocking that the Trump indictment has not softened Republican voters' support for uh, Jill's uh, husband's chief rival. And, and that's exciting to hear because they are finding that the American people who really, truly want to save America are not going to vote. Who, who said and that? Who said that? Jill Biden said this today. Joe Biden's uh, caregiver. Okay. Uh, right, right. Jill Biden. Yeah. The caregiver. Yeah. yeah, uh, so, yeah. so it's an opportunity for us, even though it seems like they are just playing this up to try to get at us, perhaps. Who knows what their ulterior motives are? I know it's a distraction against Biden's Burisma bribe, uh, but we can also use it opportunistically. And that's what we have to do. We have to play this game yeah. uh, of warfare that can work both yeah, you ways. You have to fight fire with fire is what we're saying. Exactly. You right. better. Lawfare is the right word, is the right yes. word. Here. This is yes. lawfare. And that is fire with fire. And and all too often, that's not what the Republican Party is made of, Steve Sadley. Uh, they're not made of that at all. And uh, they they uh, they curtsy and bend over backwards the other way, the opposite direction from a good fight every chance they can. I don't, I don't know why or where that comes from or what good they think they're doing, but they're not. Uh, and that's why I was thrilled to see Senator Grassley get on the floor and let it rip as a statesman. Uh, I thought that was an important speech for him to do exactly that and put it out there for consumption. And the words are striking. I've read quite a few on the broadcast here today. I played his voice. Uh, very, very impressive. But I think we got to now make it bigger. Ilana, one of the problems is that there are too many of the Republicans and MAGA, they do make this fight about Trump. And I never have. I am not part of the Trump cult. Uh, I don't I don't accept that. Um, I do accept the fact that uh, I, uh, it's got nothing to do with uh, anything other than the fact uh, it's got to this fight has got to be bigger than one man. It's got to be bigger, bigger than one political party. It's got to be bigger than all those pieces. Uh, if we're going to be able to, as I spelled out in the upfront uh, remarks, Ilana, um, and I said a very, I believe, very passionate uh, uh, speech about our 
sovereignty of our nation and red, white, and blue and what it means, correct? Yes, I agree with you completely. This is this is not about party. It's not about politics. It's about our nation. It's about America. What we're watching, Malcolm, has never before happened in America. This is what the framers of the Constitution prepared us for, a time when our democracy devolves into a tyranny, when our government is taken over by love, by those who love money and power more than they love their country, and they will drive their agenda against the people that they were elected to represent. And that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. I, I think that uh, um, I, I preface, uh, Steve, I want to bring you right here a moment here with me, you know, and I, I know this was very heartfelt to you as well, but in my opening thoughts and the remarks when I talked about our, our nation and um, uh, the importance of this moment, you know, I, I said to listeners that we were born for such a moment as this. There's a reason, we, I mean, I don't think any of this stuff's coincidental, but we're here, we're living at this very momentous point, moment of American history. And, and this country's been through some, we, we've had some sparks before. This isn't the first one. And it's happened in our lifetime, but it's significant. I think that's a moment of reflection for people to really understand the gravity of what we're saying, that this is the fight of our lives right now. And we need more statesmen like Senator Grassley now to come out and do this in a civil manner, but to take our nation back. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Kind of as as, as General Mike Flynn just uh, commented, he, he says, yes, the storm has arrived, and he called this whole fake indictment a sham prosecution. I think the entire world knows that. Well, we also know that this uniparty on the right and the left serves the communist left globalist party, and they are pushing forward and... Uh, what he really claimed is that this is the time in history for us as Americans, we the people, need to rise to the occasion. And that's what you're saying, Malcolm. And we have the, uh, some elected leaders in place who are actually doing their job and taking their oath seriously to defend the Constitution. These few people need all the support and backing they can get from us, the people. And I'll say one last thing, Steve, on that point. I'm going to tell you this here. You know, there's a lot of, I know it gets a very edgy conversation when 2A comes in, our Second Amendment rights, and what keeps America free, many people believe, is the 2A uh, versus countries that don't have that, where they've been taken and seized before, and they have no power left. But I'm going to say something to you, and tell me you agree with this or not. I don't think the power, at this moment of time, I don't think it's the 2A that is going to be the point of uh, of um, uh, impact that I'm talking about and what I'm speaking about here. But I think what I'm suggesting is this. I think it's the power of numbers. The, even more than the Second Amendment is the First Amendment, the power of numbers of Americans, those couple of hundred million people I speak about, uh, to take this moment and let their voices be heard that to me is going to be bigger than 2A. And, and that would allow us to do this with civility and dignity as people. Does, does that make sense, Steve? Uh, it does, but I would only partially agree with you, Malcolm. Um, we misrepresent the Second Amendment grossly in America in our modern time. What we do have as a gift from the Second Amendment is that we still have a citizenship citizenship that is 
armed. We are personally armed. And that itself, which I just said, deterrent. that's which, right. It's which a I just said. That, yeah. Okay. But, but, that's that not, but I'm not us. saying when I talk about uh, this moment of what it takes to bring it back, I'm not suggesting everybody bring their guns out and go out on the street up in D.C. That's what I'm suggesting to you. But I think the numbers game and the power of the people uh, speaking loudly. And that's a point that has never happened that, you know, this would. It, it almost, I would suggest back to you, with the, you can't ignore numbers at that point. It could almost be the most interesting revolutionary moment in our country. Maybe it's a silent revolution, but it would be one that would get everybody's attention and call for action. Is that possible, Steve? Oh, yes, it is. And it would. And I believe it is happening. I mean, how many people are interested in politics right now? Suddenly, our voice of the people must be heard. We are demanding it. And yes, there is power in numbers. And let's face it, everybody wants to live a life of freedom. That's exactly it there. It's the voice of Dr. Stephen LaTulip, Ilana Friedman, friends here on The Voice of a Nation. Uh, the message, so you understand you 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 have the 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 message of the, the marching orders today of what it takes to do this thing. It, it is another interesting, it's a it's a, in my mind, it's a bit of a historical day again, uh, with the fact of the indictment of the 45th president and now the ramifications of the uh the residue from uh Senator Chuck Grassley's speech on the Senate floor and uh bringing out that uh what I think will now be a famous speech. Uh, where he unloaded on uh, this two-tier justice system uh, in our country, but also lay it on to the point of having the evidence of those recordings with the United States government official of the vice president of the United States of America talking to foreign nationals and doing things that compromise our national security. It's against the law, people. And the United States government is not for sale. They can't be for sale. That's called treason. That, that is absolutely, that is an unforgivable uh, point of context here. And that exactly calls for the end of that person's existence. They, uh, You don't pass go and collect $200 on that charge, people. That is 100% treason there, and it's, it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. But again, when you look at all the evidence today, as I pointed out to you, just on the equipment part, part of that one one uh, scandal out of Afghanistan and the decisions that were made and the embarrassment that was delivered to the world with planes leaving and people hanging off them, we will never, in my mind, outlive that moment. And yet they, there's been no fallout, no charges, no accountability, no nothing for all of the actions that took place from that most embarrassing moment of American history. Humiliating, humiliating. Happened on this watch right here. And then they doubled down a year and a half later and tried to blame Trump for that as well. And these people are sick beyond sick. They are, they are, <laughs> they are without due course at this point, but they should be held accountable in the public square. That's all I'm saying, people. And I think the voices of Americans and good loving people can rise to the occasion and do this in a way that, uh, that our framers and founders would be proud of. That's what I'm talking about right there. You want to have a you want to have a celebratory 250 year mark? <laughs> That's how to do it right there. We can all raise a glass of champagne and and just uh, be blessed. Be blessed that we we took back the greatest country that this world has ever known. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.